0: welcome to the f1 money gang podcast saturday sprint edition underdog special where we'll spend the next 20 to 30 minutes going over the latest underdog f1 lines that just dropped what is underdog daily pickums, fantasy drafts covering all major sports and if you use our promo code f1 money gang you can get an instant hundred dollar deposit match and join our discord for all the latest discussions on all things f1 betting and pickums. it's it's lively it's going especially on a race weekend. we strive for quality betting content so come join the community again that promo code is F1 money gang for underdog fantasy. All right, lights out F1. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the the lines that just dropped on underdog?
1: Sounds good buddy thanks for stepping out on your Saturday to help me record this. The idea is uh, underdog just dropped their lines for their for their Sunday F1 races so, we wanted to get out some content real quick while the lines are still fresh. There's some um, low hanging fruit there for us. So uh, yeah, Capra and I got kind of our three favorite picks. We first wanted to go over how best to bet underdog. So I totally wouldn't advise that you just pile it into every single pick here on like a massive five leg because odds are at least one of these is going to bust. So if you're focused on, you know, making a profit and turning that, hundred dollar bet credit into actual withdrawal withdrawable cash on our picks then i recommend doing two legs so if you hear capper give three picks me give three picks take two of those three picks make a pair with them and then the other and then with the second one and the third one make a pair and then with the first and third one make a pair so basically three two legs if there's four or five picks you like just kind of mix and match with whatever feels good based on our picks and your own your own gut feeling on how the race is going to go if you're feeling spicy, feel free to do a three or an even four leg. But again, um, this is gambling. There's always risk. Five legs are how these apps get you. They uh, they want you to bet those ones so that they can they can um, take home your your uh, entry fee when you know when Perez or Albon or Russell hit the wall and do something that shouldn't happen and, and you know all of a sudden you lose your entire bet. So hone it in. Um, these things pay out plus two hundred. So if you know, you have four bets and, and two of them hit, you're going to be up two or three units. So, um, bet accordingly. All right. Yeah. Uh, Capper, Yeah. why don't you leave? Yeah. yeah I this? just,
0: I, I just want to say, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. I get tempted by the 20 X. I may throw, you know, a dollar to $5 one just for fun. But, um, yeah, everyone, I just want to say lights out F1. He is our, underdog fantasy guru he is really solid with the strategy so please give him a listen I'm actually this is my first year using it so uh, not that it's hard to use it's very uh, simple in terms of the app and the user interface Uh, I'll just say that the strategy is going to be unique to each person so Lights Out F1 has been just crushing it with these things so please give him a listen when it comes to the strategy uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, I think uh, let's go ahead and just focus on very quickly on the uh, on the over-unders. You want to go there first or do you want to go straight into our picks or what? How do you, yeah, how which, do you...
1: whichever whichever your top three are, man? Ever...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to just go straight to my the ones that I have booked. And I will say the two that caught my eye from the over-under was uh the the first one which we were talking about right before this was mick schumacher which was his finishing position was 16 and a half i actually do like the under on this one um i know he is starting in the back i believe if with the grid penalty but he was actually doing solid i think he was in almost he could have gotten into q2 or q3 i'm not I have to go back and see, but he was definitely there in q Q3. And I believe that that might be a solid play given, you know, he, he can get up there. I think there are some other drivers that are worse than him.
1: Yeah. I like that pick. Um, Just to explain everybody how, how it works betting these backbenchers. So the very last guy in, in underdog underdog gives a line on every single driver. Typically, usually that's Latifi starting from the back from 20th, but in this case it's Schumacher. A good driver, a brand new engine, he should fly. But in any case, whenever you're betting the 20th driver, it's really a DNF bet. So we're thinking at least two cars DNF. So he gets a free two spots right there, taking the 18th. Outside of that, you know, he's got Latifi in front of him and, and um, a couple other slower cars. You know, Yuki, uh, both of the Alfa Romeros relatively close. So he only needs to pick off basically one driver in front of him, plus the free, free square on Latifi plus the two DNFs or maybe there's four DNFs and he automatically hits 16. The risk, of course, with those horses is they have a high chance of DNFing themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so many factors. Uh, I know this weekend we have a lot of penalties. The grid looks crazy right now, Uh, but definitely I think that, you know, he showed promise Uh, I, you know, and then usually I'm not the one that likes to back horse on any type of even wagers most of the time. But this one just is screaming to me, there is value. I think too many people are going to be focused on, on some of the other drivers that no one's paying attention to this one. Or they really think that Haas from the, the eye test is worse than they are, and they're going to think it should be over. So I think it's a little contrarian to pick this as the under. Yep, um, yeah, so the second one, which we talked about, was Lewis Hamilton, which was one I think you liked. Um, which I paired with this as well. So Lewis Hamilton under 4.5 finishing position. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think,
1: you know, whenever you and I agree on something, it's probably the consensus hammer play. Uh, yeah. We nailed that Alonzo over Hamilton paired with Vettel over Bottas in qualifying. That felt like freebie. Like, yeah, I think they're both dogs and they both won their bets with like, you know, room to spare. So um Hamilton under four and a half we've been talking in the discord as a community Hamilton's looking I would say expected third place reliable team solid strategy obviously an exceptional racing driver he's got Perez and signs in front of him so he's got a Ferrari there in case they make a mistake and Perez just not as good a driver as Hamilton at the end of the day and then Alonso's Alpine doesn't have the race pace um the I think we can probably say odds are max passes lewis um so all of a sudden he's got signs perez and max in front of him obviously max has his work cut out for him but he just needs to catch one of those guys and he's just it's the tortoise and the hare right hamilton is mm-hmm. in there for every single race his team yeah. and this driver and the car like they just get full marks on everything except race pace so he'll just slow and steady chip away he'll catch one of Perez. Or signs uh, when their team screwed up a pit stop or something like that. And then you never know what, what happens with Max. He's got a long way to go. You know, a lot of potential accidents between uh, 15th, where he's starting, and Hamilton way up at the top. So, um, and then Alonso, kind of a non-factor. I don't, I don't think Alpine, they all qualified Mercedes, but uh, again, they're Alonso's been a better qualifier and, and Hamilton's typically a better racer. So, absolutely love that line. I have a feeling it's going to move on us. If it goes to 4.0, still kind of worth it. Uh, you probably want to maybe just sprinkle it in some three legs because betting those um, 0. 0.0 lines in two legs, uh, if, if they hit right on the line, then it's just going to refund your whole ticket whether the other bet um, hits or, or misses. So I would, I would probably hammer that one as, as long as underdog will let you. As soon as they hear uh, the sound of F1 capper's sweet, sweet voice saying Hamilton under <laughs> 4.5, they're probably going to move us on it. So as soon as you see it, hop on it.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 definitely kind of scary seeing how the the field could shake up. I mean, Verstappen at fifteenth, he's gonna easily slice through to you know. I would even argue he'll be up there, and I'll bet you he will be up there by ninth, eighth, even just by turn one. I could see that totally happening, and then yeah, that's that's gonna be your big worry. Even what we've seen in the past is Alonso, he he overachieves in certain situations. To go into a Sunday and then underachieves on that Sunday, it just mm-hmm. and then that's the situation that's happening here. He's third, obviously. It's a lot has to do with the grid penalties and whatnot. Not to say he's a slouch, but um, I mean, how could you not? I mean, they're giving you four and a half with Hamilton at fourth. I know Mercedes yeah. has had its struggles, but everyone remember warmer temps tomorrow. It could be a different story for Mercedes. They can actually probably, they might do a little bit better than they performed in qualifying. So they are fortunate to be at fourth and fifth. Uh, yeah, the last thing I would say quickly is uh, Russell's starting behind Hamilton. So he's got a bit of a buffer there. Yeah. You
1: know, Russell's only chance to beat Hamilton is typically when he starts in front of him. You know, Toto's going to have team orders there. He's, he doesn't want Russell racing Hamilton. So he's got mm-hmm. a bit of a cushion behind him.
0: And let's not forget that statistic I threw out last week where they took the percentages all time of Spa. And the two grid positions that were lower than fifty percent to point to score points was the fifth and seventh spot of the grid, which is Russell in this situation and Ricardo actually. So something, uh, something to noodle on there. Um, but yeah, so those were those were the two that I really like. What what other maybe you know leans you had or any that were just striking for you for people to think about?
1: For sure. So we do have a third guy on the show here. He's uh, sitting on the beach right now. Couldn't join us. We submitted his pick. We're lucky to have Jay. Uh, sometimes he goes by JJC, but he's from the Props Jimmy community. They dial it in on the daily pick them lines, and uh, he's kind of their F1 specialist. So always love collabing with him. You always see us see us chatting together. He's super active in our Discord. His two um, over under lines that he liked were Norris over eight and a half, which I like as well. Um, Norris probably the slowest of the sorry should probably finish fourth out of the Alpines and McLaren unless McLaren team order Ricardo um, but even then, Norris has his work cut out of him he's got Ocon in front of him and then obviously Leclerc and, and Max and then just a whole bunch of plebs that might block his way so I think he gets the points uh, I think he struggles to ultimately get to eighth place um, and then kind of right along those lines, I like this one is even better. Jay had Ricardo under 10.0. So basically this is, he's starting seventh uh, points this weekend. 10th place or better is basically his to lose. He's got, you know, Albon behind him. And then really not a lot of skill until 14th, 15th when Blockass and Max come into play. So if, uh, plus he's a motivated driver, obviously he just got cut from McLaren. Uh, He should have a good showing and, and uh, not drop more than three places. So I like, I like Ricardo the best out of those two. Um, But if you're looking for something to sprinkle, obviously Norris over eight and a half is nice as well.
0: Yeah. And uh, for everyone, if you join our discord, you can see a lot of these picks uh, in live. Jay's one of those that really comes out hard with the underdog pick and picks and it's not just f1 he also does others so he's our guru there as well um but yeah i like those as well um how about any, any others for the over-unders
1: that's it for straight over under i was i was peeking at albon's uh under 13 and a half i think it is i he's starting and a half he's looked great all weekend um i don't i don't think he drops that far but i have been spying his uh over under or sorry his rival market so i'll save for that too
0: yeah Yeah, no problem. Um, Let's see. Well, let's go ahead and go into the rivals. I think that was one that I had a few that I would love to, to tout here. Um, So for y'all that don't know, the rivals are going to put two drivers together uh, against each other. I'm sorry. And there's going to be a plus position of where will they be against that driver? So uh, who's going to have the better finishing position? Basically, um, so the one that I liked the first one to pair with uh, was Carlos Sainz versus Fernando Alonso, plus four and a half. So I picked Carlos Sainz on this. So that means that Carlos Sainz will finish four and a half, you know, five, I guess, positions better than Alonso. And I, I don't know. I just again, it goes back to my statement of. Alonzo when he overachieves on a qualifying day he underachieves on the race day I just I just don't see how Carlos signs doesn't get he's going to stay podium Alonzo I think is going to be dropping back in that like seventh spot I believe seventh or eighth um what do you think you want me to comment on that
1: market or or just fine
0: oh just just any that that market or any others I think Alonso is going to make you
1: sweat on that one, and back in fire is always tough. I mean, Sainz could win this race. If he wins this race, then that that ticket is probably a lock. Um, but I think I don't think Ocon passes him on the same team, and either of the McLarens, which puts him at seventh. So you're asking, uh, yeah, you're asking Ferrari to hold on for second place
0: for you. I think, right? I mean, basically, if he finishes third I... and
1: Alonzo finishes seventh, Alonzo wins
0: it's it's a it's definitely a risk but i think my biggest thing is going to be i guess i'm just fading the alonzo in third uh that's my biggest thing i think he will start dropping um you know i'm going to take a look at the telemetry again later may hate it but at this point i think signs is set up for that one two definitely i don't think he can get worse than three but we say that a lot and ferrari just comes out and, and amazes us so um, that's yeah. my favorite pick. Uh, again, I'm, I'm still diving, uh, getting my, my feet wet into this underdog and that is one of my favorite rival picks. So what about what, what's one that you like? Yeah. It's so, it's so tough tomorrow because not only do you have
1: uh, Max and Erwin starting in the back of the field, but you also have Ocon and Norris there. So
0: yeah, yeah. not
1: just the, the first drivers for the first and second teams, but some talent in the three and four teams as well. But um, nonetheless, my favorite rival line has got to be Perez plus two and a half over Russell. Uh, this is a Russell fade. He has struggled all
0: weekend. He's starting he's fifth, right? Uh, yeah, fifth. And it goes back to that 50%, under 50% too. I, I like our odds so far going in.
1: Yeah, and like Perez, as I said earlier, I think he can hold out for third. Even if he slips to fourth, that would give him six and a half. So that's Russell seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's sitting there in fifth and you know max is coming so that puts him in six maybe he catches alonzo uh leclerc catches him and then he's got a race on his hands but that alpine uh out qualified the mercedes today and 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 hamilton out qualified russell so he's in tough tomorrow um if perez takes care of business and finishes first or second obviously this is a lock If he, I mean, team orders, it's I was gonna say earlier, it seems like Horner and Red Bull now that they have the constructor all but locked up, they're just one hundred percent dialed in on like making sure Max has as dominant a year as possible. You see, they didn't even want to risk him coming out for one more lap to help tow Perez in qualifying and get ahead of signs. So I think they've all but given up on Perez, but it's just a good enough team, good enough driver that and such a fast, fast car that they should be able to hang on for podium, maybe even second place, but we'll see. Anyways. Perez over Russell is my absolute favorite rivalry. Um, what do you think on that one? Before I go into my other one,
0: I actually love that. That was the second one I had that was paired with the uh, signs. Alonzo, uh, I think if we if we're gonna have to pair one, it's gonna be that the Perez two and a half over uh, Russell. I definitely like that. And hell, I mean, I think that I may just do another one and do that rival with the under Lewis Hamilton four and a half and I, yeah. You know, just for fun, we'll just, I think have... that's our
1: consensus play, yeah, um, right there, yeah, for sure. Love it, okay. And then my last one is Albon plus three and a half to Schumacher, not as confident in it. Uh, after hearing you explain Schumacher, because yeah, he looked fine and he's, he's got a brand new engine, he's just un- unfortunately at the back of the grid because of how all these grid penalties played out. So, um, as we said, expect him to clear his 16 and a half line with these, but I expect Albon to put on a fight, he's he showed great all weekend. He's starting at, um, where's he starting, eighth?
0: He's actually starting sixth six. Six, that's, right. that's yeah, pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: so you assume uh, Mercedes is already in front of him. Alpine will probably finish in front of him, and then at least one McLaren. Um, but I think he might be best of the rest after those top four teams. I know, I don't even see who else is behind him. Maybe one of the Alfa Taris and maybe one of the Alfa Romeos. So if he finishes 10th or 11th, it should be okay. If Schumacher has the race of his life, um, that's okay because Albon, Albon might just compete as well and, and this line still hits. It is a risk because every those big guys are all in between Albon and Schumacher. So every time Max or Charles or Lando passes Albon, that's one more score for Schumacher without without Schumacher doing a single thing, right? And then um, since Albon's starting in sixth, the other thing to factor in is the DNF. So Schumacher starting 20th, Albon starting 6th. Albon has one quarter of the amount of DNF advantage as Schumacher. So if somebody in 10th or 11th, like Gasly or Yuki or Latifi hits the wall, that's a plus one position gain for Schumacher. Albon doesn't have that advantage. If uh, Hamilton or, or Perez or Sainz hit the dirt, uh, sure, Albon moves up with the spot, but so does Schumacher. So Schumacher has the strength of the DNFs behind him. Uh, three, three quarters, sorry, three times the strength uh, that Albon has in the DNFs, and he's got a new engine. So this one's going to be a sweat. Uh, I would only play it if you need like a wild card, something to hedge or maybe like a fourth or fifth pick if you want to get crazy. But yeah, Albon has made his backers look pretty smart this weekend. So this is how we're going to play him. Of course, his yeah. th- 13 and a half is in play as well. The under there, I like that too.
0: Yeah. And for a lot of folks, I mean, it's, it's easy to say Williams has been the worst car. I, I get it. They've been terrible for years and years and years Uh, but sneaky Williams, they, they actually have sneaky speed when it comes to straights and this track has it and it's showing, right? Like he's, he's actually outperforming a lot of the grid. Um, he may not need to be there at six, obviously grid penalties have shaken him up, but I mean, in that 10 to 13 spot, definitely. I, I mean, he was, he was tracking there anyways. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely dig that.
1: Cool. Yeah. And then, um, The last market Jay had was uh, Ocon over Bottas. I think that's a t- plus 3.0. I want to say I'm I'm scared of that one. Bottas has a new engine. He's starting for 14th, and he's a hell of a driver. Um, and yeah, so Ocon would have to obviously follow Max and Charles and shred the middle of the field and get in front of Bottas, which I think he'll do. Um, but then he has to get in front of a lot of other midfielders that Bottas will have to like. Bottas will get Latifi. He'll probably get UP. Uh, both the Astons are right there for him. So I don't know. Ocon's in, he's got his work cut out for him tomorrow. I think he gets points, um, potentially seventh or eighth, but, uh, has could be right there too. So it, it's a tougher one, but again, just like that Albon Schumacher rivalry, if, if you need something different to, to go contrarian against your other bets, and you want to hedge a bit, feel free to sprinkle that one too.
0: Yeah. The one thing to, to, to think about with Ocon is he's right behind Verstappen on the grid. And we all know Verstappen is a king at the starts off the off the line, so he's just going to be trailing behind him just to try to cut through. And the two that are in front of them on the outside is Sunoda and then Latifi. So I I, I kind of dig that Ocon can also gain some spots with Verstappen just from him just being right behind him. Um, yeah, so it's that's a it's really kinda, really
1: good technical point.
0: Yeah, there's there's a definitely a chance he he could just squeeze in there. So something to think about. I definitely do dig that. I will be looking for Ocon on on the betting market for tomorrow, but um, we'll see later on. Um, yeah,
1: Ocon is another one. I think you said first lap. Um, Max and Charles could be up there in points, right? Ocon yeah. is right behind them.
0: I mean, again, it wouldn't surprise me if Max went from fifteenth to like ninth or eighth just right at the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking. Right. Alpines
1: looks fast, and he has a new engine. I like Ocon tomorrow too.
0: Yeah, they and they've they've looked like they've been able to keep up um, on those straights, yeah. so should be fun. Yeah,
1: they shredded McLaren today. They made McLaren look like mid tier.
0: Yeah, and one that I did like, I'm not sure anymore, was the Vettel. I think he's at eleven and a half. I loved it at thirteen and a half. I think it was before. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was the qualifying, but I think he's at eleven and a half. What do you think about that? I think it's I think it's, I think it's I think it's eleven and a half still. I'm not sure. He's starting do... eleven or
1: ten?
0: Or? No, he's starting 10th now. Yeah. So um, okay. Well, um, I think we've run through a lot of the lines. Uh were there any others from Jay that we wanted to call out? Did he have any other leans or
1: no, I think that's it for underdog, buddy. Um okay curious to actually, hear from you what's your what's your favorite sports book bet is for tomorrow.
0: Actually, correction, it is 13 and a half finishing position over. That is interesting. For that? I'm I, I may do a fun like 20x guys. I'm gonna try to post it in there. It might just be a five dollar one just to have fun. I think that's gonna be on one of them. And I may be taking the under 13 and a half, So um, yeah, it wouldn't. That's for just for fun. Just if, for fun. If Vettel finishes
1: tenth tomorrow and gets the oh, point, yeah. I don't
0: think anyone would be surprised, right? No, no, and and even before all that, I had, I had truly believed that he can easily get into that top ten. But just like every dang race, he Friday and then something happens on qualifying, but he will show up on Sunday. Um, he's again a seasoned driver. He knows this track really well. He's performed here very well in the past, so. Wouldn't surprise me. Plus, actually Aston Martin has some pretty good upgrades going with their wing setup. So and it's I think it's kind of showing, but we'll see. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. But uh as far as the betting market, um the ones that I am I'm just now getting them, if anything. And Jenks was actually posting this in our i think it's part of one of the community bets which is alpine top 10 um i'm getting to it right now i hope Both
1: alpine top 10 we've done that one before too
0: yeah it's one that i do (laughs) i mean you know me if it's if i'm not on a mercedes or a you know red bull because i do not i stay away from alpha tori you know that uh, it's it's Alpine. Alpine has been like bread and butter for me this year, even though they've they've been very frustrating on a Friday, Saturday, even when I've put odds on them, including this weekend. But they just perform on a Sunday, and I could still see them getting both in the top ten for sure. Um, they just they're 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 a good team. Yeah, based on what just problems. talked about, that might that might hit by the fifth lap. Right? Yeah, it's plus two forty on Bovada right now, and I'm checking yeah, to see the other. Yeah, that's one that I really like. And, again, it kind of goes back to our underdog picks and we were talking about with with Ocon. I mean, we don't know if there are going to be any accidents. If we're going to imply any, it's going to be – or DNFs. Let's just say DNFs. One or two, let's just say there. That's got to be – that's going to be two spots usually gained from someone, and it's likely going to be for Ocon because he's in the back. Um, His starting position is right under Max, so he kind of gets to trail him going in. So, it's not going to really take him a whole lot to get to the top 10. Plus, we know how he performs on a Saturday or a Sunday. And the strategy is typically pretty sound for Alpine, except for that blunder that they had in um, Hungary. I think that was the one they also went with the hards one stop. And that was just terrible. Yeah, just put a unit on that. I like it a lot. Good call
1: between you and Jens. That was uh, Jens Christian, of course, who gave that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh it's one of my, it's, it's actually one that I love. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be writing that. I think.
1: Beauty. Uh, mine is Red Bull fast slap, uh, at even money. I think Max has been shredding the entire field. Um, only thing is he'll be in traffic tomorrow. So it, like it's a fair line. I, they should be the odds on favorite though. It should be a minus minus one fifty bet. Uh, you also got Perez there with signs. He'll have some clear air in front of them. So uh, Red Bull has been the fastest car this weekend by far. If uh, you want to go max fastest lap, I totally understand. But this gives you a head; You get both the drivers of the fastest car um, by, I think, seven-tenths of a second per lap. So they're flying, and all it takes is
0: one of them to post a clean lap, and and you're ahead one unit. Yeah, I, I really do dig it. Uh, I would, I think that he's just been night and day better than anyone, even the top three. He's been the, just clearly ahead. Uh, the only thing I will say is, is when will he get that? You you will get a challenge towards the end when the fuel loads start getting lower, whoever has the pitch strategy to try to gain that extra point. But even then, like, I think he was like six tenths faster than everyone. Yeah. And and it seemed like he wasn't even trying. So, um, yeah. So,
1: um, if we're talking low fuel loads at the end of the race and it comes down to, to pit stop strategy you can rule out ferrari they'll probably screw that up and they're the second fastest car mercedes yeah mercedes the only other team that really competes with red bull in terms of like their their strategy intelligence and their pit stop cleanness so uh their car doesn't have the pace i mean by then it might be warmer but still that just means they're getting within range of, of red bull and that would still make them the favorites but you get it at even money
0: yeah no i love it love it well that i think that uh Puts us about the 25 minute mark. I believe that's how long we've been recording. Um, any last thoughts? Uh, anything you want to say to the community out there?
1: I was going to, we were going to talk about DraftKings, DFS projections. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this park has already run a little long and that's a completely different style of, of fantasy. So we'll save that for another episode, but I was going to say the advanced projections are always available on our discord chat. So um, among many other free resources including a gang of, of other good betters you know we were talking capper and i this weekend like out of the 10 or 12 people that put bets in that chat if you tailed every single one of them if one or two guys are having a cold weekend you're still gonna end up money ahead because usually there's just consensus of intelligence on bad lines and the bookies are getting cute with f1 because they want to bet on it because it's such a popular sport they have so many random lines and um they're just asking a lot of their statisticians to update every single one and typically they miss one or two and that's what our community's for so hop in the discord the f1 money gang discord the link i think is on both of our twitters um cappers is just simply at f the number one and then capper and mine is light at lights out f1 bets uh the one is the number one uh on twitter super easy to find either of us you'll find the discord link in there we'd love to have you besides that please use the underdog promo code and our signup link, it helps us a ton. The uh, deal we have with them, if we get enough signups, we get to host a huge party in in Austin for, for the GP next year. So we're all over that. Everything's free. This is the one way you can say thank you and, and support us is by signing up on Underdog with our link. So thanks for listening. Good luck tomorrow. Let's make some money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good luck. We'll see you all uh, in early in the morning.